Oh my god. OMG. Okay, we were there. That game sucked ass. Honestly, the first... The first period was the one of the worst periods I've ever watched. That was brutal. What did they have, like one shot until the final minute? I think it was 20-3 to three and down two goals. Like, what? unbelievably bad. I'm actually surprised the crowd didn't boo. They kind of gave him a jeer. Did you well, hear that when there was a when there was a shot on goal? Yeah, near the dying minutes. The Bronx cheer. You had a nice cheer for getting your getting your first shot in about twelve minutes. I mean, what a against joke. the LA Kings. What a joke that was. Like they did not come out to play at all. That was the worst period I've seen under Bill Peters since yeah. Like even even the nine one game. Maybe I'm forgetting how bad that one game was against well, the Penguins. That was the worst period I've seen since Bill Peters has been here. That was shades of Glenn Galton. And honestly, sitting in the stands last night, I was thinking about Pittsburgh last year. Me too. I was thinking, hopefully, this is a hopefully this, this is, is the a turning. This point. is the turnaround. Wake up, you need because like the thing is, it's the NHL. Yeah, you can't take a night off. Well, again, like you can't take a period off. We've played how you're, you're playing against NHL players, right? It doesn't matter how old they are. It's the worst team in the West last year, and they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna win. It doesn't matter how shitty they are; they're still good enough to play in the NHL. If you don't show up, right, you'll get beat. And I mean that would that that's a theme we've seen from the Calgary Flames over the past five years. If you're a Flames fan, is this like playing down a competition problem? Yeah, it's kind of always been a bit of a problem. Well, it wasn't we, much of a problem last year. Well, that's what we, we said yesterday. Saw yesterday. We kind of saw it last night. Yesterday we were saying, you know what, this team showed last year they can get up for these games. They can beat the beatable teams. And they sure didn't. Here we go though. Kudos. For getting back in the game and oh, getting yeah. a point. Totally. That point? Get that point it, at was least huge. scraping getting those points. Here was the thing. I called a 4-3 overtime win yesterday. And if it wasn't for Sam Bennett. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure, he tripped him. But the refing. Yeah. All yeah. period. What was so stupid is they put the whistles away. The and then all of a sudden they're like, mm. The president was set. Yeah. We're now calling dick all. We don't care if you're down a goal. Yeah, that was... LA is getting away with it or they want this period. Yeah. And then as soon as we tie it up, the very first, like literally the next shift, Sam gets a, gets a tripping call. It's a bad which, it's a which, bad penalty, but I totally hear you. It could have been a non-call. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, fuck, man. So, I don't know. Obviously, if you watch that game, it is probably painful to watch on TV. It was painful to watch. It was painful to watch there. Like, okay, so three shots. They only had 11 shot attempts. I pro- I've counted even fewer, so I think that's generous. In the first, in, period, in the first alone? period alone? Yeah. But, okay, so the good thing was that like last year, they came back. Yeah. Because that's the one thing that is positive. It's like, I didn't think they were going to, I thought they might lose that game, but I was like, yeah, they can probably still make a game of it, and they did. Yeah. So that's a positive thing for sure. Yeah. But what is a little concerning is that we've played three games. Have we played a good game yet? No, I don't think so. No. Well, I listened to the, the post game with Bill Peters. Yeah. And onus, he gave him, put the onus on himself, which is good. He said, I don't have ultimately it comes back to me as a coach no. to make sure the team's prepared. But here was my issue right off the hop. You're starting with your third line. Yeah, what the... F- Okay, number one, that third line has, for me, has been pretty bad. Has been, again, like last year, the third line was the weakness of this team. When you were rolling Jankowski, Bennett, and Neal. That team, that line sucked. So far through three games, that line has been the least impressive to me. Derek Ryan, I, 
Derek Ryan he's has... Not, he's not impressed me. He had a great preseason. Yeah. But he has struggled out of the gate. And I mean, like, again, his possession metrics are okay. But, I mean, dude has not done much. Like, I have been incredibly underwhelmed. Like, incredibly underwhelmed with him there. So now the question is, how much of Derek Ryan's success last year was due to Manji Apani? Now... Another internal game adjustment. Obviously, Bennett started on the line yeah. with Bennett and the three M line. Sorry, with Bennett. Bennett, Kachuk, and Backlund. Yeah. He took for least spot, but what was it? Second period. Second period didn't take long because again, even in the first period, the yeah. only the only guy, the only guy even noticeable was Mangiapane. The only guy that showed up on time to play, to showed up for the entire first period, was Mangiapane. Seriously. So, but here's here. Okay, here's the other thing. Kudos to Bill yeah. for changing the lineup totally. because you, what you would have seen with Glenn Goldson, you would have buried buried, buried him in the fourth line. Mangiapane, he's the best player, bury him in the fourth That's line. That's why I'm not too concerned. Even though through three games they haven't played a full 60 and a full good game, again, Bill Peters is not an idiot. Bill Peters will make the appropriate adjustments he already has. So that's why I'm still not like super concerned at this point. No, I'm not... Listen. It was just a bad game. It was a, ba- a really bad first. So. Everybody has him. Better get him out of the way now. Yeah, totally. Like, here's the thing. And again, like, would you? they had one of the worst first periods I've seen in a long time, and they still got a point out of this game. Honestly, I, I bet you they would have won that game if it wasn't for that penalty. Oh, 100%. So, why don't we just talk about Sam Bennett right now? Sam Bennett, you got your opportunity, bud. Got his chance. Here you go. You worked for it. Yeah. You built up to this. Everybody's been. Everybody has been like, "Can we see this guy playing in the top six, please?" And now he I, gets it. And, and listen, the whole team was dog shit. Yeah. So but, I still think that those two are going to compete for that spot. And I mean, when those two, I mean Mangiapane and Bennett. But right now, you're starting with Mangiapane in the second line. For me, it was made incredibly clear that Sam Bennett does not belong in the top six on a hockey team. Like. He literally looked exactly like what we've seen from Sam Bennett over the past three years. Yeah. Making dumb plays, trying to deke through the whole b- bloody opposing team at the blue line. Like, what was he doing? And then bad penalties. Like, okay, but all that. How many penalties can this guy He take? got a tripping penalty on Doughty, which didn't look like a trip in the moment. And yeah. on a replay, it was a hit. He yeah. hit the hit him. That was weird. That probably shouldn't have been a penalty. It should have been like a knee if it was a penalty. So it wasn't really a trip. But I mean, again, like. Be more careful with your stick, Sam. Well, the thing is, is like, you could tell right after we tied it up, LA was like, "We're count, we're having a, we're having a shift, yeah, a makeup shift," and they were pressing. I think they came down, hit the post. Oh yeah. And then now you're, oh man. <laughs> so Sam Bennett, like, boy, that he game was, was all was sorts of nasty. Time. It was all sorts of nasty, but he stood out like a. Like a sore thumb. I think he stood out as a, as a not good player for me last. I time. think in all fairness, he should get another shot when the team's actually playing well as a team. But I'm I don't know. I'm I'm. I think most people are like you know shit. me. I've been trying to defend him all. I know. And now I'm like this. He looked like dog shit. Sure did. Sure did. Okay. Do we want to? Okay. Well, let's quickly touch on what was good about the game. Can I just say before we we get there, while we're on the topic, Bill Peters did say. How well Manji Apani Oh, looked. yeah, for and sure. He, he did say, yeah. I think it's time we left him there. 100%. So, I'm a genius. This was my idea all along. It's I'm true. I'm a genius. It's true. But all the reason why I think 
We need to see Dubé back in the lineup. 100%. And here's the thing. I get it. People are making the argument, I don't want to see him get a waste away on the fourth line. Don't waste him on the fourth line then. Or how about, I don't want to see him get waste away in the AHL. Exactly. Like, you're telling me he's... Okay, sure. Derek Ryan, coming into the season, obviously you slot him above Dubé, but you could play the two together. I think... I've seen enough of Lucic in, in the top three game in, in three games. You telling me, okay, yeah. if his effectiveness is going to be fighting and if he and if mucking his, it up, he can't do it on the fourth line. Yeah, exactly. Like he was probably the most like I I've already grown tired of watching him play. Like yeah. especially seeing them live twice, it's just like he literally like again he's his possession numbers whatever like he, I'm okay. he doesn't do anything out there really like at all like every shift. I'm okay with giving him a bit bigger sample Me size. Too. I'm not shitting on the guy, but I mean, like like you said, he can't do that on the fourth line with four less minutes a night. Yeah. You're telling me somebody wouldn't benefit. You're telling me you wouldn't benefit from having a guy like Dubé play three more minutes than Milan Lucic and I on the third line. And the thing is, is like already we've been saying, this is our narrative right now so far, is that already our weakness that was exposed in the playoffs is being exposed early on, is which is line? there is no third-line depth on this team. Like, there's nothing. There's two fourth lines, essentially. Now, when we say depth, what we mean is you have a first line that can rock and roll. It looks like the second line is starting to take shape now that Manji Pani's on there. They yeah. can rock and roll. And then the third line just falls flat. Like nothing. Like, they did nothing. Again, Derek Ryan, for me, he would have been like, oh, yeah, okay, that's the upgrade. There over like Mark Jake, Do you try to trade Bennett now? I don't know what's going on. Like. I think they're committed to Bennett a little bit. I don't mind it. Which if they've signed to a two-year deal, I think the guy that's absolutely one hundred percent out of here is Mark Jankowski. Yeah, they've he, already, they've already had him in a trade. Yeah. What is with this guy? Like, can you imagine? Like, the thing that's weird to me is that he literally got demoted from the third line to the fourth line. And doesn't seem too like doesn't have any pushback. Doesn't, like doesn't have any fire in like, his belly. Like you be us. pissed. It's like I scored seventeen goals there last year. What the fuck? I'm gonna show you. And he's literally been the most invisible hockey player I can remember playing for the Calgary Flames. Fuck is he invisible? And then I mean, not that this is his fault. He, he shouldn't have been out there on the penalty kill. No. Like what was he doing out there? And I think my mom was at the my mom was yeah. this. She was at the game. She made a good point. We were just going nuts on Jankowski, and which she is like, was like, yeah, he's a decent penalty killer, but you don't put him on a four on three in overtime. Exactly against Doughty and Kopitar. And you're telling me, I think he started with Lindholm, and then he went with Jankowski after. You yeah. tell me you're gonna go with Janko over Backlund? Like, how is Backlund not your, your number two guy? And then like, why why isn't it Ryan next then? Or even or for Reader for Christ's sake? Or, yeah, or for Leak. Like all we've heard about is how good a peak penalty killer Tobias Reader is, and then Mark Jankowski's your second guy out of the gate. And the thing time. is, is so that's that a bad decision. His he's not mentally in the game enough. To be in those big of situations. Well, there was literally, I, I was trying to find it in the highlights, but just before the goal got scored, there was kind of like a hard rim around the puck, and it kind of came back. I don't know if it was Doughty who stopped it. Somebody at the at the point had grabbed the puck, and it was like, if Jankowski is there, if he takes yeah, like that was three Doughty. hard... I remember that. Yeah, if there's three hard strides, and he puts pressure on Doughty, he probably can get to that puck and, and knock it out of the zone at least, even get it down the ice. Instead, what does he do? I watched him watch the puck and not make a move. Yeah. Watched it. Doughty's got a shit ton of room now. Then he sets up the play, and then the cross-ice pass goes right through him. It's just like, what is he doing? Anyways, that's a little besides the point. But he shouldn't have been out on the ice. 
But, man, I'm really annoyed with him. And, it's again, he's our fourth-line center, so, I mean, like, it's kind of silly for us to be, like, shitting all over, like, get this guy to use, he's the problem. He's not the problem. He's just, it's annoying to watch him play. Yeah, no, that's true. So, okay. yeah, anyways. Okay, let's get into some positives first. Well, no, Real quick. I want to talk about that goal Riddick let in. The oh, second yeah. goal. The second goal was bad. That's officially the worst goal I've ever seen him let in in the NHL. Yeah, me too. But he was good otherwise. Well, he was good otherwise. And, I, you know, the part of it is the, the team stinks. Yeah. The team absolutely stunk for the first 40, or what, 30 minutes of that game? 25, 30 minutes. Yeah, they stunk. That goal was bad. All right, what else was bad? What was with the dump and chase? Okay, I've never seen them dump and chase so much. Like, it was every time they got the puck, they were dumping and chasing. Like, every single time. What was with that? I don't know, but afterwards, I know they interviewed Monge, and... I heard from Ryan Huska as well. He even said, like, oh, once we started dumping and chasing, we got back in the game. What? So I don't know, like, and even like a lot of the fans are saying once Lucic fought, we got back in the game. Yeah. I don't really see either one of those things getting you back in the game. You got back in the game because you started playing your game, and Kachuk started turning it up, and the second line didn't turned stink. it on. Exactly, and you're playing like you one started of the, skating. This you kid started handling the puck properly. You started entering the zone with possession. L.A. will rival for worst team in the league for sure, and so you didn't stink against the worst team in the league. That's why you got back in the game. Yeah, I don't know. But it was weird, like, literally, I've never seen that team dump the puck in like that. Like, it was every possession. Like, what was with that? Or they were doing the thing where the defenseman would fire it up and the, there was a, a forward standing on, outside the blue line just do the chip in. I, it's weird. Like, this team's bread and butter has been in their zone entries. And then every time they did it, like, every time Gaudreau would, would make a controlled zone entry, they'd have a chance. They scored on one of them. Yep. But it's like, what are you doing? Like, I've never seen that before. It's like, was Daryl Sutter behind the bench for a one-time appearance? I know, well, we did this in junior. When you play a team that traps the neutral zone. Yeah, which they were doing. That's that's typically a play you'll do is yeah. you fire it up to the winger and then he just taps it. Chips it in. Taps it pass. I don't know. It was kind of annoying that they weren't, you know, no controlled zone entries. Like, I could probably count on, my, on two hands how many they had. Yeah. Um, so that was annoying. I don't know. I thought the defensemen were pretty bad all around. Like, I mean, even Gio was pretty off, I thought. Gio, that was the worst game I've seen Gio like, literally, in a while. Literally, Rass and Shillington were far and away your best defensemen. I think, again, this is the second straight game. Shillington was our best E-man. He was good. He was skating the puck well. He made a few rushes. He was a guy that was actually carrying the puck in yeah, the zone. Yeah, exactly. And that one time, Hannafin carried in. He scored. To another low. Now, I thought Hannafin and Hamannick were really bad. I kept commenting to you. I was like... See? It's like they get hemmed in every time they're on the goddamn ice. I know Hanfin got a goal, but I mean, I thought Hamannick and he were probably the two wor- two of the worst players on the ice last night. The team is not... Here's the biggest the biggest summarization of the first three games we've seen so far for me is this team has, has not gelled yet. No. In any any sort. No. Like, there is no clicking. It's like, Except, every, well, it's like you know, everything's like, off. Okay, the top line has... Not last night. Top line had two good games. Outside of last night, they were kind of clicking, but... They kind of... They sucked last night. They were... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought... Okay. Lindholm was mostly... Lindholm. Monaghan was... I didn't even notice him. Lindholm had a bad game last night. Johnny was actually Johnny was around, and you you could tell he was on the ice. Johnny was good. He was the only one in that line, actually, you can, like, creating things. Doing anything? Yeah. Yeah. Lindholm and Monaghan were pretty crappy. Um... We already talked about Jankowski. Power play two is probably the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. 
Like they only had did they have two power plays? I think they had one. I don't understand how much longer are you gonna keep Brody on power play two? He is the Achilles heel of an already weak ass PP two. Like PP two is Lucic, Bennett, Ryan, Brody, Anderson. What the hell is that? Like you're telling me Manjapani wouldn't be better on there? Well, it's not gonna be long, man. Yo, this dude, guy seriously yeah he doesn't fuck around but well and Mangiapane is like at power play like even if okay again I've said this a hundred times I hate the 3-2 like 3 forwards 2 defensemen but even if you are going to do that Brody is probably the last guy I would have there I'd have Hanfin on the power play over the, over him I'd have Shillington for sure okay out of your five other options or four <laughs> other options because you got Giordi on the last first, He's dead last. He's dead last. Well, I'd put him there probably... Well, maybe not even before Hamannick, because at least Hamannick... You know who else I'd have there before him? Stone. I'd have Stone on there before Brody. He's probably the last guy you want on your power play as a defenseman. It makes zero sense to me. And then the forward group is weird. Like, even when it was Backlund, Lucic, Ryan, I don't really think Derek Ryan does much there. Like, I hope when Zarnik comes back... I hope when... Ideally for me, power play two would be, again, if they're so goddamn hellbent, I'm putting Lucic there, that's okay with me. I'd go Lucic, Zarnik, Manjapani. I don't mind Ryan. Maybe Ryan and then Anderson. Yeah. I, I just, the, the deployment is so weird with that. See, and here's where I'm at too, is like, we're three games in, we're faltering, yeah. we're stumbling, we're bumbling, we're sloppy, mm-hmm. but so, I feel so like... How fucking sloppy were they last night? I feel like... A big onus of this team's slow start of the gate is the management of the team. Oh yeah, the, the player, the player, deplo- yeah, the deployment of the player personnel. Yep. The line, like obviously, Bill's making good adjustments in game, but he's being forced to. Yeah. Which you don't really want to see. You want you don't want to see like oh shit, this is terrible. I need to change things up. Well, and especially when it when it's like I don't know, it's kind of things that. From an outsider's perspective, you're like, why is he going with this? Why? And, yeah. then, and then he has to change it mid-game yeah. because it's not working. Yeah. Anyways, the beautiful thing about all this is that it's super early. Super early. We already, we've got, th- we, yeah, we got we, three points. we got three out of possible six points so far. Yeah. I feel like the Colorado game, we were right there. We got hosed a bit on goal. Colorado game, the officiating Hosed a bit on officiating, yeah. We probably would have won. I think we should have won last night. Yeah. But you can't. <laughs> I guess somebody did make this point. It's like they're glad they lost. Because this team needs to yeah. learn that no, me, yeah, you can't fuck the dog for thirty straight minutes and, and then just come back win. and win yeah. every single game in the NHL. It's yeah, not for sure. Work. I I am glad they lost last. I'm not so, glad they lost, but it was good that they didn't win and just be like, oh yeah, we can just fuck around. I totally agree. Yeah, and I guess the way the other way to frame this too is if you look at last year, that game against Pittsburgh, we were an amazing team from the next game on. Yeah. We we were struggling, so I don't know. Whenever there's a situation like this, you can use it. Mm-hmm. So this could be one of the best games be for good, us, exactly. If we can use it and move forward, yeah. But I don't know. There's a lot of personnel question marks for me at this mo- at this point. Well, again, the thing that's so alarming for me, again, the top line has been good for two of three games. The second line, Chuck was fantastic last night. Backlund started to look like he's starting to turn it around, even though he, I thought he struggled the first two games. Yep. And then you put Monge there, and I'm one hundred. He's got the best underlying numbers on the team through three games, so I'm totally solid in those two lines. Where I'm not so solid is the second pairing with Hanfin and Hamannick, and the third line. I'm not okay. We also saw another adjustment in the third period. Pierce finally fucking got yep. rid of Brody with that top pair. I thought Brody was fine last night, to be honest. 
But I do like Brass there better. Brody was fine. He was fine. But he's Brody of old. He can't make a pass. Eh. He can't get a shot through from the point. Yeah. He's I not mean, okay, he's not bad. In the neutral zone is where he makes the best passes. If he's in the offensive zone or even the defensive end, it's like he can't even make a pass. It's honestly, just, I would prefer I don't know. I just like I watched I've watched I've been at two games. Not that it, being at the game is like the be all end all. But it's like I'm not the biggest Noah Hannafin fan. I'm not the biggest Travis Hamannick fan. Boy, have they been completely crushed in the two games I've seen. Like, every single time they're on the ice, like, every time, the other team has the puck in the Flames' end for, like, extended periods of time. It's like every shift. It's like every time. I know I was probably driving fucking nuts last night, but I was like, there they are again. Hemmed in their own zone. There they are again. Can't get the puck up. Hemmed in their own zone. Like, it's fucking bad they need to step it up like they've been bad through three games so they need to get their shit together alternatively start playing Rass and Shillington more right and like I'd like to even see Shillington up there on the first pairing a couple couple, to- couple times totally game. let's see I what think, it looks like I think outside of Geo he's been the best defenseman so far and Geo was not great last night no. I thought he made some weird plays and all right. kind of all over the place two guys had a hell of a game Matthew Kachuk and Mangiapani uh, as soon as Mangiapane started playing on that second line, yeah, they, they got they got a goal right oh, away. You said this earlier. You were saying like everybody's attributing the turnaround to like oh Lucic fought, but it's like you were like, well, I tracked it differently. It's like as soon as Mangiapane was put on that second line, that's when they started to get it going. Yeah, and listen, I'm I'm not on either side of the fence right now with the whole Lucic thing. Yeah, me either. But I haven't. Me personally viewing it, I haven't felt the energetic shift of like, okay, that made a difference no. in how they played. I think we touched on it already, but I'm not sold or convinced that Lucic is having much of an impact on this team yet. It seems to be very minimal. And it's like, again, like watching him is kind of like banging your head against the wall for some reason. For me, it's just like... It's almost like a buzzkill. Yeah, it totally is. Everyone, And it's weird because in the dome, it's like everyone kind of gets excited when he gets the puck. It's weird. It's like everyone's like, ooh. And it's like he or does. If he, even if he kind of semi-finishes a hit. Yeah. But he literally did. And I don't know what that is. Like, there's there's such a need and a, and a desire for, for the somebody fan base. to do something. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, yeah. I would much rather see us just play hockey the way we played last year. Exactly. We dominate Dominates. teams. Hem them in their own end. Yeah. And it's just like, to me, that's... Well, I think I may... I, this is maybe me being a total asshole, but I made this comment last night. I was like, because Lucic fought and everybody's jacked up. And I was like, I said this to Matt. I was like, because Matt was there too. I was like, this is why True Living traded. This is just an offhand comment. But I was like, this is why True Living traded for Lucic because he knows fans in Calgary like fighting. And if he fights, they're going to think he did a good job in the trade, even though he's... A pretty ineffective player. Well, and you are. I, you know, on social media, that's when the Edmonton's going rubbing it in our face right now that Neil has six goals. Oh, Jesus Christ. Neil has almost matched his goal total from last year in the first fucking week. One lower. In the first fucking week. You couldn't have told. If he's you almost done, matched. That's the worst last case year's scenario. Goal. So why? Now my question is shit. Why didn't Tree Living. Okay. If Neil scores more, ten more goals than Lucic, is a th- why didn't he? If it was if he scores twenty more goals, why don't we get a first round? Should have been a sliding scare. Nobody would have. No one. Everybody thought he was terrible. Right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> why didn't he think about that? If he scores thirty goals, it's a second. If he scores forty goals, it's a first. Because I mean, 
He's probably going to score 30 goals at this rate. At this rate, he'll score. Like he's playing with McDavid all year. On he, the power He already has six. He's leading the league. He's leading the league in goals. <laughs> James my, Neal. I hate my life so much. So, thank God Mike Smith sucks. Oh, I know, right? Because, well... I, and again, I, Neal is obviously not going to be scoring six goals in three games all year, but... Well, and here's my other thing is, like, I thought the, the guys did okay standing up for themselves last year. Yeah, like... Like, did we need... Were we missing that tough element? Like, no. Like, I, I don't know. And again, you don't pay $5.25 million for that, even if it is something you identify as something you need. So for me, again, I'm not. I don't want to shit on Lucic because it's like, yeah, he's been fine, but it's it's he hasn't even been fine. He's just been like, it's just kind of annoying. At least, okay, right? at least he's engaged enough in the game. Yeah, and he's a nice to guy. muck it up. Yeah, and fight for sure. But again, like the impact he's having on the team is probably like completely zero. I'm not gonna go on either side of the fence yet. I'm just me saying. either. But I really like what you said, where it's like he can't do what he does on the fourth line. Like you're telling me that. Oh, that's the thing. Having Dubé. Play, what did he play last night? 11 minutes, 5 on 5. You're telling me having Dubé in the lineup for 11 minutes on the third line isn't going to give you more than Lucic there? At this point so far, I know it's a small sample size, but oh, yeah. after three games, we're missing the third wave. 100%. We have, the third line gets out there, and it's either Sam Bennett's taking a dumb penalty, or trying to deke through the whole team, or nothing really happens. And it's the reason, just like a, it totally kills everything. And the reason why I say Lucic is kind of a buzzkill is because any momentum that we have, as soon as he gets the puck... Because he's so slow. Dude, he's so slow. It, it kind of just like slows down the whole... The, I don't know. It's kind of weird. There was like three or four plays last night where we were just like... We saw him skating for the puck and we just looked at each other and we're like, holy fuck. He is so slow. And I don't I don't want to shit on the guy. No, I don't want to hurt from the guy. I want him to be... I want him, I want to, him be, to be more effective than James Neal, 100%. Yeah. But, yeah, he's just been like... I can see why there's like... It's just like, it's not even that it's bad. It's just like that it's so, I don't know. I don't even know. It's just like the, the effect is so minimal. Like nothing happens when he's on the ice. And again, give the guy credit for like being engaged in shit. But it's like when hockey is actually being played and he's on the ice, it's like. Yeah, I don't know. You so, could have literally anybody on the ice there who would be better. So I don't know what the solution to that looks like. Yeah. Um, but. There's, there's, there's got to be some sort of solution. I don't know what it's going to look like for Bill Peters, yeah. but maybe it is. You try him on the fourth line. Maybe you switch up his lineup a bit. Maybe you reduce the third line minutes. I don't know what's going to happen, yeah. but I just don't see us competing on a on a bigger scale than we did last year in the playoffs nope. if he's on the third line and you're counting on him to be in the third wave. No, exactly. Like 100%. And maybe not even on the fourth line. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, we'll see how it plays I out. I mean, that's a that's like to me, Brad Tree living by removing Neil. The way he did it was he brought in Lucic, and to me that that creates almost as big of a problem for the coach to solve now. Of how do you deploy this player in a way where your team can still be effective and, and win the majority of the games? I'm not sure how it'll play out, but. This is the one thing that you and I keep coming back to. We're not concerned about Bill Peters' long-term player personnel management because the guy does not fuck around. Yeah, we've seen him... For long. For long. Like, right? Like, you saw him... He's tinkering, and I guess that's that's what he should do. Exactly. He should see. Because I don't blame... Because, like, what are you supposed to start the season with? Because everyone's like, oh, Forley shouldn't be there. It's like, 
why he was great. He was pretty good there last year. Start Lindholm on the top line. So I totally understand with him starting with like the status quo, yep. best team in the West last year. But he's already tinkering. Except for, I don't know why it has Brody and Geo because he ended off with, yeah. with Rass and Geo, and that worked well. Well, we did again. We saw Rass there. I think it was only for like two shifts. I'd have to look, but yep. um, honestly, I think Shillington's been the best deal. Well, yeah, that's why I think the reason that he hasn't put he has to split those guys up and put Rass on the top pairing is because they've been so solid. I think they're really good. They are the best pair on the ice last night for me. Yeah. Um, so, so what would you say after three games is the most room for improvement on this team? Is it the defense forward? It's obviously not goaltending. Is it just a third line? Is it what is it? The most concerning thing to me is still the defensive play. As a team? As a team. Because we've seen we've seen like three or four periods where this team has got completely dominated possession wise. And just like like and again, I don't like last year they were they were one of the best possession teams in the league. I don't remember three straight games where just like at least two periods where their possession was like like last night, like in the first period, the Kings Corsi four percentage was seventy point two seven. And then I think the game previous against the Canucks in the third period, it was similar numbers. I don't remember like two games in a row where they got dominated that badly possession-wise. And like, I don't know what, what the cause of that is. I don't like how the defense are allowing the other team to come in with possession so easily. Like they seem to be allowing way too much of the blue line. So I don't know. The defensive side of the game is a little concerning to me. Yeah. Like they, they're giving up way too much. Yeah. So I think that's what's most concerning for me anyways. Okay. And I don't know. Like, if I'm looking at that, I hope it's just because it's early in the season. Yeah. Guys are getting their footing again. You're, it's a feeling out process, right? Believe it or not, like, you forget how to play hockey. No like, Hannafin forgets all the time. Like, every once in a while, you forget. And it's just like, how, how does this work again? Yeah. <laughs> right. I know, I know. like, I move my legs. I got to move the puck around and stuff. But, like, that clicking, right? Yeah. So, but the, the, the thing is we saw what this team can do last year, so I'm not worried at all. I think the biggest concern for me so far starting off is, like, this team hasn't gelled. And it's like the, the makeup of the team, for the most part, hasn't changed at all. You took out Neil. You added Lucic. Which was supposedly supposed to help the chemistry or whatever the fuck. Hathaway's gone. Other than that, it's the exact, it's the same, exact team, same team. But there's no... I mean, we've seen small, minute flashes of it, I think. Now that like, Chucky's now clicking. So I, maybe we're just around the corner. But I feel like the bottom six, like nobody knows who's what. And it's and it's not translating onto anything on the ice. Like nothing. Like so, literally zero. And I don't know if that comes down to it's just an identity thing where it's like now guys don't know what their role is. Their role, yeah. um, and I guess that'll get smoothed out throughout the season. But to me, that's the most concerning thing for me is that because you don't know how long it'll take to click. Yeah. You don't know how long that gelling is going to take. Now, best case scenario, in a couple of weeks, maybe on this road trip, guys would always say, all they need is a good solid road trip together. And more often than Crack not... some beers on the train with Glenn Gulton, baby. Throw We're a back stick, in business. Throw a stick into the second bowl. <laughs> but more often than not, when guys say, yeah, we just need a road trip, it actually, more often than not, it actually, it actually works. So, yeah, and just... Like, to speak to that, it was interesting because we were talking a bit this morning. It's like, I think now we see why Bradshaw Living was trying to get Nazem Kadri. Yeah. And as of right now, three days in, it's like, <laughs> fuck, if we could have unloaded Brody. Jane Cohen Brody for Kadri. 30 goal scorer. 
back-to-back 30 goal seasons a couple years ago. Your lines look a little more solid for sure. The good news is there's more options out there. I hope so. Um, and we still have a good team. Yeah. So I think I really like the idea. I don't know. This is a bit off topic, but how long is it before we see Dubé up here? You okay. can't tell well, me Mark Jankowski is going to be playing consistently much longer. Well, and like maybe they're, they're I don't know. They already have in a limited, limited role. They're giving him some opportunity still. But maybe it's the same thing. They want to trade him. You can't trade a guy that's not on the team. I guess. I don't know. It's kind of a sticky situation. Because, like... And maybe that factors into this bottom six not knowing their role and there's no identity. Mm-hmm. It's like... And I was even thinking about this last night. Like, how does TJ Brody... He obviously... Both Brody and Jankowski obviously hear the news. They know that they were this done deal. That the, that the manager tried to remove them from the team. And now they're on the team. Like, how? how I don't know that, if anything affects Mark Jankowski. How does that factor? Can you imagine your job being demoted and just being like, "Yeah, okay." I don't know, man. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. It was kind of we're one, one, and one. We're yeah. three games in. There's 79 games left. <laughs> we got a road trip coming up. We got Dallas, and then we got Nashville and San Jose back to back nights. That could be a tough. I think we're gonna see Talbot play against the Sharks. I would. That's where you. That's where you think he'd. Start. I don't know. The Sharks I, have struggled. I might go with Talbot in Dallas. Oh yeah, I might. Maybe. I might just see how the next couple of days play out. How practice looks. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, Riddick. I, w- I think it would be okay for both goaltenders sure. if if Talbot got the start in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, but then, but then you're looking at the next two or three games. You have a back to back, so you're probably whoever starts in Dallas is going to get two out of three games. Well, I think, I'm thinking that Talbot gets two games in the next week and a half. I would imagine just because I'm sure they don't want Riddick. Well, then I would do that because you have, look, maybe if you go Talbot, Dallas, looking at, like Philly, something like that. See, I, you or know Detroit. what? Detroit. I might go, I might go Talbot and Dallas. To but be you, do, you do have a back-to-back the week of the 19th and the 20th in LA and Anaheim. So maybe that's where it gets it. And like, that's another positive out of this is you play you play LA again in a week and a half yeah for sure round two baby in LA so did you hear Dowdy post game yeah because he was giving it to the fans I know they showed it on the highlights after well, he apparently scored. he said suck my dick did he apparently he yelled out suck my dick to the crowd <laughs> we have seen the Hulk Hogan thing that's hilarious I don't get why he's shit on the fans now I know right like What's his problem? He's, he's weird. He's a 30-year-old grown-ass man. He's like, like a total baby. Basically, what I heard him say is, oh, I don't mind getting booed all night. I know. It's just nice to be able to silence the crowd. Well, it was funny because he was just like totally talking about both sides, of, talking out of both sides of his mouth. He was like, I just want to squash it and put it behind me. And then the next thing out of his mouth was like, I wanted to show the crowd. I wanted to, because everyone's booing me all night. And you guys are such assholes and blah, 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 blah. But I don't, I, I want to squash it all. He's <laughs> so full of shit. I like Drew Doughty, actually. So Look, I don't mind him. Obviously. I like when guys Obviously, there's a part of me that has to hate him because oh, yeah. there's a Chucky, him, Ryan. Every time he touched the puck, I was booing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except for when they were dominating us. I was like, oh, right? what's the fucking point? <laughs> so, I don't know. We're going to see some. We, You know what? We'll be in LA. Chucky will probably be even more of a shit disturber than he is no, at home. Oh, definitely. So, that'll be. Oh, okay. Did you see the, the psycho? The f- when Doty oh flinched. shit no I totally forgot about that so if you saw it last night um, <laughs> Doty had the puck and he made a pass and then Kachuk came into him and he like kind of like 
psych like head faked him. Yeah, like and like Dodie flinched. flinched. The crowd went nuts. It was awesome. Shit, man, I got I, yeah, I forgot about that. I, I forgot about okay, it too. You gotta, gotta find it. We gotta try to locate that. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. Again, it's three games. We've seen some good. We've seen some bad. We've seen some really bad. Yeah. I mean, we have we talked about Chucky's game time goal yet? No, we haven't. Like, because like again, goal. like an incredible performance by him has been overshadowed by a really bad game by the rest of the team. He was lights out. That first goal was an the absolute first goal was sick. Night. Turnover by Manji, forced by Manji Pani. On from and from like Anze Kopitar. From Anze Kopitar. See, okay, so just before we get into that, that's the one thing that it's like when you're talking about like, okay, maybe the guys in the bottom six they don't own their role. What was Manjapani doing on the fourth and third line when he was playing there? He was playing his game. Right? Being like, incredibly effective. In that first 30 minutes, he was good. Totally. The only guy standing out doing his job. So I don't give a shit if you're on the third or fourth line. Well, Do something. Well, and that's the difference between like the guys that separate themselves. 100%. Anyways, so yeah, Kachuk, that first goal is six. Great snipe. Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't even really see the second goal until we were, kind of the replay. We were sitting right behind the net yeah. on the goal where he scored. So I kind and of... I like literally lost my shit. I know. You're going to lose again. Not only did he tie it up, but the goal in the way he did it. Well, I, I didn't quite see... Because that's what was so weird. Because he was almost behind the goal line when he like initially kind of flipped the puck up to himself. Yeah, unless you saw how it developed. Yeah. It'd be kind of hard to know like... So I didn't quite see. I kind of thought it just kind of like hit him and went in. I was like, why is everyone going so nuts? But then like if you watch it, he like literally... It was like John Tavares scored a similar goal in the World Juniors, I remember, where it's like the puck came to him. He kind of tapped it from behind the goal line and smacked it in. That is an incredible display of athleticism. Holy shit, that was sweet. Yeah. That's the goal. That's one of the goals of the past five years. It's gotta be. Yeah. That was sexy. And then next shift, Sam Bennett takes a tripping penalty. Like, and again, like everyone's like, oh, the refs put the whistle away. But I mean, come on, Sam Bennett. Like, well, when, when he's in this position all the time. It's both. Yeah, it is both. But I mean, like, how many bad penalties does he take? Well, it's like you, every time he's taking a stick infraction late in the game. I think I said this on the last podcast. There's a few guys you can count on to have a, a stick infraction. They can't go two or three games without getting one. Exactly. So it's like, okay, maybe if that happens to you once, it's like, oh, that's a bad break, a bad call by the official. But it happens all the time with Sam in it. Like, all the time. Yeah. So, fuck. You know what? I'm, I'm not that I'm done with him, but I'm really done with him in the top six. And I'm kind of starting... I'm starting to be really frustrated with him as a player. I didn't see him make. I didn't see him do one good thing last night, other than frustrate the hell out of me, trying to deke through the whole team, making bad passes, stupid penalties. Like, oh, it's frustrating to watch him play. Yeah. Well, you've said this before, and I mean, even someone I saw someone say this last night is that he's he's like hard to watch but enjoyable to watch at the exact same time. Yeah. It's just a weird. He's a weird. It's a weird. He's an enigma. Yeah. Okay, let's look ahead here at the schedule. So you got Dallas coming up in two di- two nights. Yeah, one Dallas, night. In the Dallas, thing I like about night. the thing I like about the schedule now, yeah, get it going. One night on, one night off. One night on, two and nights on. Got to get it going. One night off. So they don't have. Basically, they only have one day off in between every single game for yeah, the rest for of the, the month. entire month until the end of the month. Until the play game. All right, so road trip coming up. Three game road trip. Dallas. Dallas has not looked good at. All thus far, so I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be hungry for a win. I don't know, and I mean, we never fucking win in Dallas. It's, it's why like, is it the Flames never win in places? It's like I'm pretty sure they haven't won in Vegas yet. No, well, no one's won in Vegas. Like, it's like every every weird stat where it's like, oh, the, who's the team that hasn't won in fucking Timbuktu for 98 years? Oh, Calgary. 
See, here's the thing I don't like about the slow start. Is now you're playing on the road. You go yeah. into Dallas. You go into Vegas. And you have a back-to-back Vegas. And then you're in San Jose. Like, would it be out of the realm of possibilities? Very realistic. You could go 0-3 on this road trip. Like, they... So like, you needed to bank points against three teams who you should be better than. Yeah. Like, I would say, given the teams you're playing, even though Dallas and San Jose are faltering out of the gate, they're 0-4. Yeah. They're so still because, top teams. Because of that, I would say... You need to get four out of six points. Oh, you need to. If they had it in their normal teams, I would say you're a successful road trip is three One out of six. Win. Yeah. So this is not an easy road trip coming up. This is probably the hardest stretch of the month until you go Carolina, Nashville at the end of the month. Yep. Like, because then you play Philly, Detroit, LA, Anaheim, Washington, Florida. I mean, not that those are easy games, but I mean, Vegas has looked unbelievable. You got to think Dallas and San Jose are going to start. Putting together a few good stretches here, even though they've had tough starts. So well, they're going to be hungry, man. You think San Jose is going to come out flying on on the on Sunday night on the thirteenth? Come yeah. on. So yeah, this is going to be this is going to be a good test. This, this is, is be, this is the first real litmus test of the season. Yep. So hopefully they can pull. You got together. three games under your belt. No more excuses left. Yeah, and two against divisional rivals who you like. You need those points because you like again. You need the points now. A point now is just as important as a point later in the well, season. Well, that's why it was so huge to get a point out of last night. Totally. Salvage point. Like, that was huge. Yeah, that was enormous. So, so there's been some good. There's been some bad. There's been some really bad. Yeah. And, and the main thing is that there's 79 games left. Yeah, totally. So, the season hasn't even begun yet. No. And again, like, that's... you got to get it going eventually. But three games, I think we've seen enough that I'm... Not that I'm encouraged, but I'm still like, hey, this is fine. We're, we're okay. Yep. We still look like we have the what gave us success last year. I've still seen only in flashes, but yep. it's, it's still there. So it's funny because I'm at a point where I'm like, we need Zarnik back, oh, right? <laughs> when have I ever said that? It's like we need Zarnik. Totally agree. We need Zarnik back. You in the put Zarnik and Dubé in for Jankowski and Lucic. I think you're a better team. Okay, how about Ryan centering Dubé? And Zarnik. Sign me up. Anyways, okay. Sign me we'll up. see what happens. It'll be an interesting storyline. We already touched on that. Yeah. But what okay. are we... Yeah. We expecting anything different from Dallas? I don't think so. I think they'll be hungry for a win. I don't know. We, we always... I hate playing Dallas because we, we always, always... struggle in we Dallas. We always struggle against yeah, Dallas. Totally. So, I don't know. Maybe... We'll see. Because if Milan Lucic is a factor, this is the game we'll know. These are the... Th- these three games coming up. Against yep. teams that have kind of, well, not San Jose, but I mean... They're big teams. Dallas is big. They Vegas use, is one of the only usually, other teams who has like a Ryan Reeves, a tough guy, a fourth line specifically designed to be physical. So These teams usually push us around. Yeah. And they usually give us a hard time. So, you know what? That's going to be the main thing I'm looking for in the next three games is to see if this Milan Lucic character is actually going to bring some value. 